Hey guys, welcome back to Spitball Experts. Um, I'm Dirk. I live in Switzerland, youth pastor. Um, yeah, and uh, part-time spitballer, just spitting out ideas, see what lands and what sticks. And so basically, part-time, part-time spitballer, full-time expert. No, part-time expert, full-time spitballer. See, that makes more yes. sense. Yes, yes, yes. Cool. Uh, yeah, so it's good to be back, Dirk. Um, so, yeah, hopefully I don't spin too much on my chair today. It's one of those. It's just like <laughs> one of those spinning chairs, which is great. But, uh, yeah, so how's it, everybody? My name is Arnold, uh, youth pastor as well, but I'm from South Africa. Um, so, which is why you can see why Dirk, being in Switzerland, he's wearing like the short sleeve shirt. Me in South Africa, I'm getting very cold here, even though it's not cold, but it's still cold. So yeah, but um, I want to say shame, but um, yeah, this is your problem, man. Yeah, <laughs> wait until it snows there by you again, then you're gonna. I'm gonna tell you the exact same thing. So, <laughs> but yeah, yes. so thank you. Uh, you've got a good topic for us today. So what are we gonna be spitballing on today? So today we're just gonna. Spitball around uh, mainstream Christianity. Um, <laughs> like when, uh, today, it's not like who's a Christian and who's not. I mean, that is really up to Jesus to decide. Um, the idea about, behind today is just to uh, to see what what is out there in the in the Christian landscape. Um, yeah, what we find interesting and what we view as 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 funny or not so funny. Um, or things we find really critical. So um, just like, what is the Christian people doing at this stage and, and yeah. what, what's going on? So, uh, hey, Arnold, so how would you, in your mind, how would you define mainstream Christianity? What is it that you think it is? So, like, first of all, you have to wear a skinny jean. And oh, yes. You have to at least have your Bible on your phone or an iPad at least. Um, so, but that's yes. like a... That, that's that's important, right? Yeah, that, that is like the critical factor right there. You cannot be a Christian without your skinny jean, your Vans or your, your Converse that you're wearing, or at least your chain. Like, So if you don't have your chain with some coin on, you're not mainstream enough. So... <laughs> um, not coining enough, huh? Yeah, no. basically. So, no, but I think... Um, so, you know, today we... I, I think, honestly, when we think of... The, the, the talking point on what is a mainstream Christian, what is this whole term, what do we think of it? I think it's, unfortunately, it's become a term for people to have the term Christian in their vocabulary or mm -hmm. have, the, have the label Christian in their life, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean they know Christ to the extent of a relationship. So, um, so they are Christian with the sense of a bunch of add-ons which fit in with the culture around them, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's basically just how I would view it or sum it up. What do you think? Yeah, I do think it, it has a lot, a lot of it to do with, with culture. Um, yeah. Growing up in South Africa, being a Christian was better than being something else, so I'd rather <laughs> be a Christian. <laughs> It definitely has some cultural aspects to it, but I mean, if you if you just look at certain certain cultures, uh, in the Swiss is they 
they're based uh, most of the ideology is based on christian values so i understand mm-hmm. that it's a big part of life uh, south africa is not different um so but i think mainstream christianity today looks a little bit different than it did maybe 20 years ago or 30 years ago where you were part of a a traditional church like uh, the Dutch Reformed Church or um, or the Reformed Church here in Switzerland or maybe the Catholic Church for that matter. Um, I think today today you're, we are more looking at, the, I think the Pentecostal movement really pushed through this landscape. So you have more yeah. rock and roll type of idea with some some cool lights and maybe some some very blow your face off sound like Stephen yeah. Furtick have. Think yeah, that's but it's pretty cool. It's it's not bad. I think that's maybe the picture yeah. people have. Um, so I would define it in this landscape that uh, I mean people are still believing God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Um, but I, I do I do agree with you that there's a type of label like hey I'd rather be a Christian sounds good sounds cool it's culturally yeah. appropriate um, to a certain yeah. extent. But there's no relation. So yeah and. Well, I mean, there's certain, I don't know, the relationship, maybe it's like an on-off relationship for a lot of people, uh, mm-hmm. which again, it's not the point to decide who's Christian, who's not, or yeah. who's more believing. I don't know if you can do that. Um, I don't know if there's like a, a jar you can measure it with. I don't know. Um, who's got the best relationship with Jesus type of thing? Is that the guy that sits in the front seat of church? Or is that the guy in the back row at the sound desk? Who's got like, being someone who's done the sound at a church, I'm saying it's the guy in the sound booth. So, <laughs> you guys just want to coin stuff, man. You just want like the best seat in the house. We are the most, it's like the sound person. We are the most important people here. They so, are. yeah, they're lovely people. I, I really enjoy my sound people. So please don't yeah. kick me out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do, do, do you think like that people are open to Christianity today in, in the form it's presented? Um, you think of Hillsong or I mean those guys really brought some big traction in make I mean Justin Bieber's part of a Hillsong yeah. um, I mean that, that those guys really also like Kanye West for, yeah. for, for that example I mean people are really open to Christian or it seems like people are moving maybe a little bit to maybe our generation more moving back mm-hmm. to the Christian roots maybe I'm wrong um, but what do you think what do you think people are open to it today or I think I think there's a lot of people Oh, okay, wait, rather, we should look at it in the generation that we, there's a generational difference. Um, when you're taking a look at the way that people approach Christianity right now, you've got your generation, your younger generation, you've got your mid generation, you've got your older generation. So if you take a look at your younger generation, they've got a difference of opinion when it comes to Christianity, because they will approach Christianity, but they will question everything around Christianity. They will want to make sure every single thing is uh, sought or is thought through. There is they've got the question, they've got the answers on everything that they want before they follow Christ. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people, especially in today's era, in today's um, I want to say setup of life, people rather want to do it that way than want to follow Christ like people did in you know way back when, so early days. <laughs> Um, but I think if you if we look at the term of Christianity or how people are more open to Christianity today, I think, and unfortunately, this was proven in the U.S., how mm-hmm. teenagers especially are a, mod, a lot more reluctant to follow Christianity 
uh, because they're seeing too many fakes in Christianity, too many fake people, too many like difference of opinion type personalities in the Christian walk. Um, but people are, in my opinion, in South Africa, people are a lot more open to Christianity to explore it, to try and discover what it's about and get down to the roots of it um, before they make a choice of being a Christian. Um, whereas it, it used to always be just a thing of I'm ticking it off in the box when I'm at home affairs, like saying, what religion are you? I'm a Christian, uh, just to feel better about myself. Um, that is still there, but I think a lot of people are more drifting towards getting to the root um, of what Christianity is about before they pursue it even more. Yeah. It's quite interesting. I think I, I, I literally have no problem with people taking a Christian box. Like I, I think that's, that's their thing. I th also think it's a Christianity did become culture It's so infused in culture. It's, 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 uh, I mean, what else would you describe yourself as? I, I sat across the table from a lady that um, would also describe herself as Christian. She, she, she doesn't per se describe would describe having this relationship with Jesus or whatever. But looking at the cultural thing, because she pays a church tax and and belongs to the Reformed Church, she sees herself as Christian and in a cultural sense. As, as I think many, many people in, in Islam or maybe even Buddhism would do the same thing. Uh, just, it, it's part of life. It's just part of the, the, maybe the makeup of how you grew up or whatever. And then I have no problem with that. But I think it's, it's very interesting to see how we view things. I think secular, like I would say we are at the end of secularism. And, and that's why guys like Justin Bieber or maybe... Um, people who who've been trying out things building a life without faith realizing man i there needs to be something bigger outside of me to kind of help me guide navigate through this crazy jungle we call mm. life um but i i, I do think there's and, and and that's interesting what you also said taking thinking about the whole thing of hey so many fakes mm. um but it's so difficult in life to be truly authentic. I mean, exactly. And uh, I don't know. I, I think it's it's very interesting to see how um, people are open. Um, they do not. They're not personally like. I think I think people's perception on Christianity needs to be challenged. Like, if you were to, if you, for example, if you look at, I don't, you've probably watched the whole Alpha course. I've been through the Alpha course, maybe, or the Alpha for Youth course, but they asked us that same question somewhere. I can't remember especially where or exactly where, but they asked the question, what do you see as a Christian? And if you maybe go and ask that same question around just your town where you're at, people will say, no, it's a bunch of rule, like people that just follow the rules or it's a bunch of judgmental people. Or you, you might find the odd guy that says, listen, it's someone that dedicates their life to Christ or whatever the case is and lives according to that. But more than that, you don't really get a, a solid answer in community or in culture. Where you ask people, what is Christianity? They'll be like, no, it's something you go to church and you try not to sin and you pray when you've done something wrong. It's very people that it's the people that rob you from all great things in life. <laughs> and yeah, it's like the person that it's always awkward when you talk to them, type of a thing. You try not to swear, but when you swear, you're just like, oh sorry, I'm I'm working on that. You know, and then 
it's, it's, it's this awkward moment of tension when you ask someone, what is a Christian? And they give you the answer and they feel like they're not even, oh, when you, when you hear the answer, it's, yo, but that was just cultivated through your culture. That isn't what a Christian is actually all about. So. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think um, for mainstream Christianity, I think if you, if you look at the history, uh, it's, it's a, I mean, as Christians, we have a very interesting history. So if you ever want to do a class in, in, in anything, go to church history. That is one of my favorite subjects. I think it's, uh, it's fascinating to see the, the, the start out of the church and, yeah. and see through the Middle Ages how people got crazy and went crazy. And, you know, it's always <laughs> been a fascinating thing. And see how the church changed and shaped itself through the Reformation, and, and now today we're just standing in front of. Uh, I would I would say what what guys like Stephen Furtick and I mean the, the Hill Song, and I mean these are churches with with a massive massive following, and they I mean Rick Warren is is everywhere. I think you think that's 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 just great. Like it's it's interesting to see how much traction these people have and how much influence yeah. they have. Um, but I, I find it also just looking at church, the landscape of church. Um, what, what, what do you think about the, the so obviously you have different church models. So what do you make of the mega church model? Uh, I mean, today or the church where you are at, they, yeah. they kind of function on the same type of thing, which yeah. is not wrong. It's, it's, it's just fascinating. What, what, what do you make of that? What is, so what do you think? I personally believe in, when, when it comes to, when it comes to a mega church, for example, when it comes to, uh, living or functioning in a mega church setup. Honestly, there is nothing wrong for me in that mega church setup. Where it becomes mm -hmm. wrong is when people get lost in that. Um, church was never a thing of having to just go to the building, hear a message, and go home. And a lot of times, people in a massive church setup or a or a big church setup, they go there but then they get lost in translation. They, they just become a number for the books. They just become a number in that setup. And that for me is where I start asking, okay, but are you just trying to create a hype around church mm -hmm. or are you trying to create relationship as well? And that is where it needs to be effective in the sense of a massive church or a mega church needs to be able to have systems in place where people are met and also where people are taken on a journey of relationship in community as well, where it's not just a thing of, listen, I have people at my church, we're 10,000 on a Sunday, and I don't even know two of their names, you know, um, or someone hasn't connected with them, or whatever the case is. But I think there's a lot of churches out there right now that are busy with the mega church setup, um, because people are drawn to a crowd. People are drawn to... <laughs> People are drawn to a, to, a, to a hype, if I could put it that way. So if it's a big movement, if there's a lot of people, people are drawn to that because they feel mm -hmm. like, listen, something's happening here. And I think a lot of people are only doing church because of the hype and not because of why, not because they can grow their relationship with Christ. And I think, unfortunately, some churches are hammering on that where you create a hype, but there's not a lot of, growth or depth in the relationship if that makes sense no that's uh, that's interesting uh i really do think uh, i i really enjoy the fact that there's mega churches i think there's space for that um mm. they do i mean we, we 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 profit i mean we knock the americans a lot if you think about like 
anyone, any country that is not American eventually has one opinion about America and it's most likely not always very good. Um, I mean, it's a very fascinating culture in any way. But we, we as a church, we profit, we profited a lot. I mean, I just mentioned Stephen Furtick, Kiel Song is from Australia. Um, I mean, Matt Chandler's uh, Village Church. You have, you have uh, Passion City Church. I mean, Louis Giglio. Yeah. Great life church. I mean, we've profited from these guys' resources ridiculously. Um, I mean, and I, I, I find it interesting. I'm thankful because of the resources they give. Uh, I think they made a lot of pastors' life easier by, by sharing resources. Yeah. Uh, the U version app getting, I mean, that, that, that app was getting traction like, like nothing before. It's almost yeah. like an infectious thing like COVID 19. <laughs> like, it's, it's really great. Like, it's, it's better. It's great. But in any way, it's interesting to see how, how these, these mega churches developed a, a landscape but also what i find interesting and, and 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 this is where i really enjoy andy stanley is trying to to grab the people that are on the fringes that maybe be they they did not grow up in church they are mm. maybe church skeptical or whatever and trying to um to grab them and and that's that's really interesting mm. but uh, i i find i find i find the mega church Thing not per se bad I, I just think it's not the only thing in the world that works yeah um, i think lately uh, what's getting a lot of traction is 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 the house church movement is, i don't know yeah. what you think of that um so that's that's really something that's getting more traction mainstream ideas getting there like more discipleship making um mm. so that's that's a fascinating way of yeah. looking at church and i think it's working uh, i yeah. think there's a lot of people that are benefiting from it um but what, isn't what, that what the whole? Isn't that the whole way? The whole approach that Francis Chan took on his church, why he left a mega church, was to go and focus more on, let's say, um, house church, for example, smaller setups, but a lot more intentional. Um, and I think um, mega church has taken a, a sort of reality check again now in COVID, mm -hmm. especially. Um, where a lot of people are not coming to church anymore or a lot of people are not um, in church physically anymore. Now they have to start being church at home. So it's kind of enabling, I want to say, more house church, home churches to be established. So you start to find how mega churches are starting to boil down their products or their Sunday service or whatever the case is down to something that is much simpler, much easier to do on a weekly day or weekly basis at home. So I think, which is great for me, but I think um, how a mega church has, has come, taken how they do church, and now they've shown, listen, now take this, take it into your home. You may not be the one now at church listening to the word or whatever it is, but now you have to start being the word in that sense, you have to start living the word, you have to start being church. Um, and I think that is maybe taken a, a turn now, and I think this whole COVID situation has, made a, has had a much bigger impact on church, uh, mega church, home church, whatever church, it doesn't matter, um, taken a much bigger impact or made a larger impact than we could ever imagine. And it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's fascinating. Uh, also main, mainstream, um, word usage this is fantastic i i love i love sometimes just hanging out with christians listening to them 
Um, yeah. Listening to their lingo. I mean, we no longer sing songs, we're doing worship. You know, that's elevated. Yeah. Um, that sometimes gets me laughing. Um, <laughs> I just, just find a, or we, 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 read, we read out of the word. You know, that's yeah. just really something we do. Um, I get it. I get where everything comes from. I just find it funny. We are, we are a weird species, yeah. if, if you will. Um, which I find fascinating, really cool. I'm not knocking anyone. I'm just thinking it's it's yeah. it's great. But, but think about so sometimes it. look at people and think, man, that is me. Like if how many times have I, I'm I'm being led by the spirit, you know, yeah. being very charismatic about it. I'm not the most charismatic guy in the world, but I think these mainstream ideas to do infiltrate and they do do get traction in my own life. Yeah. And I find it really interesting. Uh, um, just to see just to see what's what's cracking yeah. um, in the church landscape at the moment uh, uh and and I, and i think now this is maybe a more a question i have that might not be so great to to ask but i'm gonna do it in any case it's two questions but the first one uh, do you think that the mega church diluted christian life i mean so backdrop on the question yeah i mean you have so many resources i mean if you look at before COVID happened, I mean, Christians were in church. That is where most of us were doing life. Yeah. Um, Monday, you might have off, but Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> Friday, yeah. you man, you are at church. It. Yeah. What? <laughs> Monday, you might have off. Uh, <laughs> then, uh. <laughs> we, we are so church busy. Mm. Um, that is uh, an idea that's pushed and I, and I understand it I, I do but mm. um, maybe it's a concept of church that maybe my definition is different I don't know mm. um, so do you think that the criticism coming towards to mega churches that they do dilute Christian life make it maybe too easy uh, make people very busy um, do, do you think in your opinion do you think that's even true like do you think that has any basis like uh, before I answer that, if when you say dilute the Christian life, what do you mean? What is the what is the mainstream or the the mega church actually doing to dilute dilute the Christian life? I mean, it's so easy. You get, you get to go to very different programs, Bible, maybe a Bible study, uh, mm. uh, then a band practice, a youth yeah. night, uh, being involved, being leader. Mm. Um, so busy actually doing things in church. That you never have the time to really think about your own life, your own impact you are you are doing. Um, I mean, the whole kingdom of God thing. That so I mean, I'm just taking a. a I just want, I just want to play on this this question a little bit because I find it very interesting or maybe something to think about. Um, for example, that church became the epicenter of the kingdom of God. That being part of this building, this mm. movement, if you will. Um, that we do not, we are, we don't embody the the whole idea of being the temple. Yeah. Um, that's maybe what I what I mean about it. And, and I think just, I think maybe and let let's put the whole concept of mega church aside. Let's just take the concept of church, um, because this can happen in a big church or a small church. This doesn't matter. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but I think that maybe there's a lot of people that have perhaps diluted their lives because they rather take the secondhand revelation from someone else, um, rather go to a Bible study to hear what someone else, someone else's opinion is, rather watch a sermon to hear someone else's opinion. 
um, they would rather want to serve somewhere instead of starting something that's maybe living in their hearts because they don't feel adequate enough for it. Um, I think that those are all possibilities. But what I think is it's not necessarily just the church's responsibility to enable people to do that. Um, I think the church has a place to enable people to serve, to help people um, in their own calling as being the temple. And I think a lot of churches need to start focusing on that. A lot of churches need to start uh, implementing more strategies on how to enable people to truly be the kingdom, to truly be the temple, sorry, um, to live out God's kingdom in this world. But I think a lot of churches or a lot of people, not just church, but a lot of people are only relying on the program that they kind of forget about that they are supposed to be the, the, the church. They're supposed to live mm -hmm. as the church. In that sense, I think a lot of times maybe church needs to focus a bit more on enabling people to know, listen, you, you're doing this program with us, but this isn't for you to keep on doing. This is for you to take the program and now you have to go do it. Now you have to go live it. Now you have to go be outside there. And unfortunately, I, th I don't think a lot of churches are actually doing that uh, from what I know. I can be wrong, but from what I know, uh, I think a lot of churches are driving programs and help and having you be involved and do a program or whatever the case is. But I think a lot of times people tend to maybe skip out on what their calling is and what their next step is and all of that. So, And, and uh, that's, that's so interesting. You talk about calling. Mm. So for those of you who may listen and are not Christian, that is the thing like Martin Luther coined this, this, this term and, and he called, he called it calling the thing you are, you are called to something. He calls mm. it in German Beruf. So Berufung, um, that's where the word comes from. Um, thank you, Luther, not just reforming the church, but also German language. Um, in, in the term of calling, is that thing that makes your heart jump? I would define mm -hmm. it as a thing that where you go, man, I'm making a change here. Like, I feel like this is the, my niche, if you will, for a, for a different word, maybe. Mm -hmm. Thing that I'm good at. Um, yeah. Maybe some gifts, talents, like talents in your life, and you're really yeah. good at sport or really good at, at accounting or, or something like that. And I, fi I find this idea that everything needs to go come back to church. I, I stepped into a church environment my, myself where I, where I found it very interesting how people would say, I'm just doing my job. Mm -hmm. But man, I'm investing in church and God's kingdom yeah. over here. And it's just like, okay, that's great. But is that the point? Yeah. Is, is that really the point to be there so involved in so many areas and go, well, what am I supposed to live out if I hang out with friends? If I'm like, and, and I think, and I, and I like this, this view that Hillsong has, um, they are very inspirational in certain aspects. I think they, they, they really got this like, Hey, we invite people, we hang out in coffee shops and we chat mm -hmm. to people. Like we're just sharing life with people. Collins has this, this thing of, Hey, we just share life with people. And that, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. But yeah. for that people need to have time. Yeah. For that, we really also, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm too critical. I, I don't know, man, I'm open for correction. But I think maybe we, we as a church, we really need to think about what we, what we give. How do we empower people mm -hmm. to go back in their jobs and go, well, you be the gospel. Yeah. I mean, that is what God said. Um, go into the world and 
share about me. So yeah. I'm being lazy and not do a job or anything and stuff like that. But just, yeah. uh, hey. But I think. Are we really. In, Alan Platt does this. I mean, he talks about this a lot, like mm. influencing all spheres of life. And I enjoy that. But I feel like we are not 100% practical when, we, when we, we have this philosophy, but there's no practicality coming out of it to really yeah. implement and strengthen the people in their, in their environments where they are, because that's not mainstream for us in a sense, maybe. I think, honestly, that, 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 that comes from a place of... <clears throat> It, so for me, it is it's always a thing, and I'm, I'm starting to see it a lot now that when we start talking on um, enabling people to go and be the lights, to kind of go and be the church, um, I think that comes from one-on-one -on -one conversations with people. That comes from us as the church, um, us as the church, us as the leaders of the church or whatever it is, um, enabling the people that we speak to with either a resource or teaching them, listen, this is what, maybe this is what the Bible says about this, or this is how you can practically do it, or actually getting people to a place where they are actually praying about their workspaces or their sphere of society where they're in. And I'm starting to see a lot more here in South Africa, a lot more people doing that and how that's standing up, how people are starting to stand up a lot more and becoming a lot more practical in their way of society. And I have to be honest with you, I think it is due to COVID. It's a big thing as well. COVID suddenly shifted people's mindsets from consuming to giving. Now they're realizing, listen, they cannot just take, take, take from everyone or take everywhere around them or just come to church and just take and take and take. Now they have to start giving as well. And I think when we talk about calling, we need to realize that we've all got the same calling. We were all given the same commission from Jesus. The way that it gets expression is different. So no, that's, that's such a great thing, man. The way yeah. it gets expression. I love, exactly. I, lo I love that term. That's really cool. So my calling and your calling are exactly the same. Our calling is to go into the world, make disciples of all nations and baptize them. Okay. Basically what that means is we should go and into whether you are a barista or whether you are a lawyer or whether you are an engineer or whether you're a pastor or whether you're a plumber or whatever the case is, our opportunity, our expression looks different, but we can still go and show people Christ. We can still, by the way that we act, by the way that we do deals in business. Um, for me, something that's been very, that's been pressed on my heart for about two, three weeks now is just this whole thing of, is my character lining up with God's character? Or with the character oh, of Jesus? That's a good and one. That's a good I think one. that is maybe another thing that people don't always realize is we know we shouldn't do these things. Great. But I'm doing, that's more a reactionary thing of I'm not doing stuff or not doing the right stuff. Now it is rather a thing of no, don't focus on what you shouldn't do. Focus on your relationship with God, becoming more like Jesus, becoming, getting your character in line with Jesus, with the fruits of the Holy Spirit, all of that. And the rest will, the sin is secondary. I think, you know, or whatever we want to see it as, but we need to focus more on, is my character lining up with Christ? And what does that look like? Hey, um, some, hard, some hard evangelicals might kill you for that sentence, that sin is secondary. I mean, that is the major thing. <laughs> I mean, that's the reason why we are here, man. Come on, focus. No. Um, oh, they can come. <laughs> 
I'm in South Africa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just I'm just knocking you, man. It's cool. Um, it's it's all it's all cool. Yeah. I, like, I love what you say. Like, are we are we actually just living our values that we that we could actually stand for, and and, and mm. are they even biblical? Um, Jordan Peterson wrote a book, 12, 12 Rules of Life: How to Combat Chaos. Yeah. And he puts these 12 rules out there and, and, and I find them very, I mean, he's a psychologist and it's not per se Christian, but interesting thing that he says and that he, that he puts on is, is these values you have in life, these rules, they, they, they help you to structure your life, to give you direction um, and, 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 and to give you sort of a, a, a foundation to work from. Mm. Um, one rule I like, and I find this probably the most difficult one of them all, is um, tell the truth or at least try not to lie. Hmm. Um, I mean, that, that, is, that is a hard one. That is really, it's, a, it's, it's not an easy thing. The implication is tell the truth and, and, and even sometimes you need to be honest, not with, just with yourself. It's just yeah. rather not to ignore the thing. It's just, it's just to take it by the horns and say, well, this thing is there. Um, yeah. You're acknowledging I, I think that. Yeah, and 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 I think that is just exactly just what you are also. And I think it's so cool what you just said. It's like, hey, I'm bringing this thing that I've learned from from God, trying to figure out this life with Him, and and and, and trying to be be Jesus to people, taking these values, my value system, and and, and putting that into into place. And yeah. I think just one thing that I, that I also enjoyed from, from Dr. Dale was when I worked there was also the, the one-to-one conversations that the forceful thing of doing it, that is already just getting contact with people and talk to them. I think that was, that was already just the thing that I really, really found cool. Yeah. Um, one question yes. that I have. So one last question and then we need to kind of cut it for today. Um, do you think pastors... I've lost a little bit of touch with the world out there. Yes. But not all pastors. Um, mm-hmm. I think with the whole, if we use the term mainstream Christianity and we just take how church has developed and church has changed its way um, of approaching church, doing church, I think a lot of pastors who have stayed behind um, are starting to miss the connection with the world out there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm starting to see a lot more pastors throughout the world that are um, that are focusing a lot more on their connection with the people in their congregation, with the people in their community. You know, starting to get their hands really dirty in that sense. Smelling like the flock again, huh? Exactly. <laughs> uh, where I think a lot of older churches or, or people that are very stuck in their ways. Um, not, and I think that we need to make this distinction. There's nothing wrong. Um, with changing your course on the way that you do church. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that you need to be stuck in is in the word. That message of Christ can yeah. never waver. That message needs to stay. But your re- the way that you do it cannot affect your message in a negative way. It needs to enhance it. So if that means that you do it online, you do it online. You know, instead of, mm-hmm. like, for example, if you have a church of, 5,000 people and in South Africa now we've got the, the capacity issue of only 50 people in a service um, and a lot of churches opened up for that but if a church of let's say 5,000 people opens up for people of 50 um, 
will that be effective to the big congregation, to all the people there? They may be open up for the 50, but still have something online for the rest of the people that used to watch on a Sunday, for example. Now, um, And I think a lot of pastors lose contact with their people the moment that they lose contact with, um, or when they get so stuck in the way that they do stuff, um, instead of just the message needs to be portrayed in a different way. Yeah. I uh, always enjoyed this statement from the missiology pastor. She used to say, if you're not smelling like your flock, then there's something wrong. Yeah. Um, and I think just leave that comment there. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to unpack that too much. Um, <laughs> I love it. Hey, next week we have a, a special guest coming our way. Um, no. All the way from, no. where is he? Scotland? He's from Scotland. Scotland. Like, yes. Maybe he can wear his kilt or something when he, when he comes on. Um, <laughs> well, he's not true Scottish. So I don't know if that is allowed. Like, maybe he can uh, just eat haggis for the, for the sake of it, you know? Yeah. Like, well, let, let's see what he does. Anything is possible with him. So let's see what he does. So, guys, stay tuned. Next week, we continue this very conversation, mainstream Christianity. Um, Let's see where that leads us. Um, Spitball a little bit around that. Um, And uh, we'll have a special guest. So um, I'm excited. This is is fantastic. Arnold, where can people download us, not download us, listen to us, uh, (laughs) see us, if they want to see our pretty faces, you know? So we are available, obviously, on YouTube at Spitball Experts. Just type us in there in the search box. You will find us. Um, then also we are available on the Apple Podcasts app and then also Spotify. Um, but yeah, so we are available over there so you can get us there. And Hey, we want the conversation to continue. So please continue the conversation, write us an email. If you think we talked a lot of nonsense, but call with us, please. Um, yeah, yeah. Don't send us hate email. Um, or conversion emails. I don't know. Um, <laughs> just uh, keep the conversation going, guys, and have a chat in your groups about it. And we'd love to hear from you guys. Hey, until next week. Cheers, guys. Bye.